0: This is a head gum podcast. Hi, guys. We are about to start this week's episode, but first, we want to thank one of the sponsors of this show, Gray's Snacks. We're huge fans of Gray's, really big, big fans. We. Yeah snack on them while we're writing, while Mm -hmm. we're planning the podcast. Right
1: before we recorded this commercial. In fact, I had some bagel sticks from Grays. They're
0: really good bagel sticks. Yeah. Probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten a lot of congratulations on the book, but after our big book launch party and our book
1: launch, Mm -hmm. your your dad called and you thought he was calling to congratulate you, right? Right. Sure. I thought he was going to say, great party. I love you. You wrote a book. But instead... He said, "How can you get me more lemon drizzle flapjacks from Gray?" Which I thought was really yeah.
0: You came over and you're like, um, "My dad wants some more of those lemon."
1: But I can't jacks. blame him; they were pretty good. They are,
0: and from pure fruits and nuts to wholesome treats and dips and dippers, they have a variety of over 100 snack creations. They send them right to you. Their in house nutritionists make sure every snack has a benefit. It could be essential vitamins, minerals,
1: or a source of protein. Mm-hmm. And if you want to check them out, uh, you can easily browse and rate their snacks online. Graze will send you a box of portion snacks tailored to your preferences directly to your work or home. And
0: they are hooking it up for our listeners. And for my dad. And for your dad. That's right. We have a code. We have a code. They're going to let you try a four-snack sampler box for
1: free. Yep. Just use code SINGLE.
0: S-I-N-G-L-E. Go to Graze. That's G-R-A-Z-E dot com. dot And use the code SINGLE. And you're going to get hooked up. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, Angela, you ready to start the show? Let's start the
1: show. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We're the co-writers of the recently released and highly acclaimed book, This Is Why You're Single. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> Not week- braggy at all. in No. Um, every week here on the podcast, we highlight a different reason why you're single. This week's reason is you can't take no for an answer.
0: Right. Also on the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, why guys always think you're flirting with them and a new anti-catfishing dating app. Then we're diving into the mailbox and answering your listener questions, but first we want to welcome this week's guest. She's a contributor to the New York Observer, the New York Post, covering sex and dating. She was one of the founding editors of The Gloss, and she's the author of the hilarious and super smart book that we love, It Ended Badly, 13 of the Worst Breakups in History. Please welcome Jennifer Wright. Hi! Yay! Hi. I need to have like a clapping sound
1: effect because it's like
0: it's just like us three.
1: But um, I know I wish we were in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. So one of the first things I was shocked to learn <laughs> in your book was that Henry VIII was super sexy. Everybody says that, and, and I'm yes. so
2: I'm so glad we can get to the important <laughs>
0: stuff right away. Yeah, because I watched the Tudors, and Jonathan Reese Myers right. is obviously very sexy and like a very mischievous. He's one of those like right. actors that's very weird, and I
1: think. That that's surprising if you don't know your history. You're like, that's weird casting. That's what I
0: thought. I was like, oh, yeah. they just like needed a sexy lead because Henry the Eighth wasn't hot. He was like super chubby, and like we right. all saw that painting.
2: And <laughs> to be fair, everybody in the Tudors, even the ugly people, look like you or I would look on the best day of our lives <laughs> right. with a team of makeup professionals. Yeah, so yeah. that can throw you. But yeah. <laughs> Everybody during the period seemed to agree that Henry VIII was very tall. He was either 6'2 or 6'4. He was incredibly athletic. He loved to hunt. He was out jousting all the time. So he was
0: was pretty jacked up. And 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 I love that you were like, it wasn't that he was just so sexy. It was that he could... Do literally anything. Right. You're, like, oh, he you're was like brilliant. You're like name yeah. anything, and like he could probably do.
2: He it. He was good at it. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. could pick like botanist, and yeah, he yeah. probably did that at and, some point. And then was he was funny.
0: You also right. He was.
2: Yeah. Um. He was incredibly musical. He supposedly composed "Green Sleeves," which is still uh-huh. a song from that period yeah. that you might know today and hear around the holidays. So he was incredibly accomplished, and it's unfortunate that the only thing we remember about Henry VIII is, oh, that's the guy who kept killing his wives. Yeah, right. I mean, but I he mean, mean that's so,
1: going to happen when he, you
2: kill your wife. That's
1: what
0: happens. He was so perfect in every other way. It's like, right. but everybody has a flaw. His happened to be murdering his wives,
1: right? Beheading yeah. them to be exact, yeah.
0: twice. He, he had a bit of a temper. A bit of a temper. I mean, yeah, that's one way to. To, it. to make sure that your wives don't uh, come back and start spreading <laughs> uh, rumors. I
1: love that on your website you have the quiz of whether you're um, any Anne Bo- Boleyn or uh, what's her name? Catherine, Catherine Howard. Ka- Catherine Howard. I got Anne
0: oh you're so cool i really um, classy
2: <laughs> you're really together <laughs> yeah but yeah. people think you're a witch so
0: <laughs> Anne sounded accurate. awesome though she was gorgeous was like super chic she was also very witty and fun grew up at the court in right. france
2: yeah kind of people said that you would take her for a french woman which at the time just yeah. kind of like today is seen as like this very sexy sophisticated it's thing very chic. but i yeah. feel
1: like we're all katherine howard's deep down Oh yeah,
0: everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, damn. We're just that old bitty in the room. No, the young bitty. She, she was, was like, a baby. Oh, wait, she yeah. was a
1: little bratty teenager. <laughs> wait, wait,
0: who's the one that was the old one? That he oh, the act- first one. Oh, was poor Catherine
2: of Aragon. Different yeah. Catherine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. you saying thought we were saying she was ugly.
0: Wait, yeah. I thought I was- you were telling me that we
1: were all Catherine. No. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're all old, ugly bitties. That's what happens when you have that many wives.
2: <laughs> no, there's Kath- confusion. Catherine Howard has one of my favorite letters in history when. First of all, she definitely cheated on Henry the Eighth. We know because she wrote this really long letter to her lover at Court that if you break it down just says, Oh my God, I miss you so much. It's raining so much. I miss you. I wanna have sex. I want a horse. Maybe the king will get me one. Okay, bye, I want
0: a horse. That's amazing. I feel like that's a letter that I would right. write today. That's, yeah, yeah.
1: That's why we're all Catherine Howard deep down. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to know there are so many great breakups through mm-hmm. history um, you had to narrow it down to 13 how did you pick the ones that you picked I picked the ones where I felt like I read them
2: and I either saw somebody that I really felt like oh I want to be friends with this person right. or, and I can't believe this terrible thing happened to like them. Debbie Reynolds
1: <laughs> like, like <laughs> Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth Taylor who are both I, super cool that's one of my uh, favorite breakup stories because I love Carrie Fisher so I'm so glad glad you included
0: oh, it. Oh, yeah, no, and Wait, Carrie how does Fisher, Carrie Fisher come into play with this? She's Debbie Reynolds' daughter. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With her, Eddie Fisher,
1: yeah. yeah. Right. Who yeah. did no, not it all get makes along sense.
2: well with her father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Carrie Fisher made a movie for Debbie Reynolds and Elizabeth Taylor called These Old Broads <laughs> where they bond together over a ex they both had whose name was, I think, Freddie Hunter, <laughs> which is clearly Eddie Fisher.
1: Yeah. And...
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> um,
1: but, what were you? Oh saying? no, but I'm sorry. But so so you just ones that you connected with
0: oh right definitely ones i connected with
2: or ones where i got outrageously angry at someone <laughs> yeah. like norman mailer yes norman right. mailer i'm so sad that he was such a dick <laughs> yeah because he was a great writer um yeah. unfortunately sometimes people can create great artistic works and still be terrible people
0: <laughs> to be clear by terrible in case you're wondering this controversial that he's terrible no he um he stabbed his wife
2: at a party where he was announcing his intention to run for mayor of New York.
0: Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. So the worst time to do that. Most definitely. Terrible timing. Yeah. Yeah. Before that, he was just randomly challenging people to fights out in the streets. So and the next morning, he went on a talk show and proposed jousting as a solution to inner city crime. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Let
1: me think about that for a minute.
0: Like, uh, jousting instead of... Okay, so, like... I don't they think would, that would work. They nope, would get nope, out all nope, of their nope, anger. Nope, they wouldn't would get, work. They would get out all their anger through jousting? Is yes. Is that what where we're going with? But why, they would so need horses for why that. Why not boxing? It? it would be
2: unbelievably expensive and <laughs> deadly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, why not? Like, boxing could kind of do the same thing, no? I mean, I yeah, yeah. Well, he felt like the sword was a symbol of
2: manhood. Okay. Uh, so... That was that was kind of where he was going with so they should inner run at city. each other with, yeah. their,
1: with their manhood. Uh, yeah,
2: no, he also wrote a letter to Castro shortly before he stabbed his wife where he <laughs> talked about how, you know I can't remember the exact wording, but about how in America we kill one another spiritually and there you only do it with knives, which is cooler and better. It's not. It's <laughs> it's actually not at all That's right. insane. Yeah, um Norman Mailer He isn't a good person.
0: But what was cool karma was his wife ended up living into her 90s, right? Yeah, but
2: she became impoverished. He grew wealthier and wealthier. She agreed not to press charges because she wanted to protect her children. And he went off with a British heiress. So
1: this sounds like something fascinating to read about. In her book. (laughs) Good thing there's a book out about it. Yeah. I was reading some
0: of your old articles, and I was really excited that you and I both tried the Invisible Boyfriend app. (laughs)
2: Yes! (laughs) Wasn't the Invisible Boyfriend? But it's so weird when you realize it's a weird... It's a real person. At first, I just thought... Oh, this robot is so great. They're giving me really good (laughs) restaurant recommendations. Yeah. And I also felt like I behaved badly because once I realized they gave good restaurant recommendations, I think I sent them like 10 messages being like, suggest another restaurant, suggest (laughs) another
1: restaurant. (laughs) You kind of you made him like your concierge. Yeah, exactly. That's actually a great use for that app. The only I, the only normal use I could think of, actually. I was trying to like figure out
0: what a good use would be for that. Um one of the things that they suggested in this Invisible Boyfriend app, I don't even know if it's still around, was that it's good know. practice for being in a relationship, but it absolutely was not because I I tried to do the whole like psycho girlfriend thing just to see what they would do. And he was still like, I love you, you're wonderful, you're beautiful, and meanwhile I was like sending psychotic text messages <laughs> right. to my invisible Wait, boyfriend. Wait, what did you send? Oh, God. I, like, screenshot of them. I can't remember. In case, it, this was, this the way, was in case like, a while ago. people don't know,
1: the Invisible Boyfriend app was, yeah, like, uh, you would text, like, a guy in a call center and he would pretend to be your
0: boyfriend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you got to, but the, the most, the, I guess the thing I liked about it, which was so much fun, was you got to design your dream boyfriend. <laughs> right. So I named him, like, Prince Doctor, <laughs> like, like, I don't hunter or something whatever he was like like every stereotypical like dream thing you would want right. a guy to be mine growing, was an astronaut up. yeah okay there you go there you go but I mean if he's an astronaut he's gonna be gone for like months exactly at a time. that's right. why he couldn't hang out with me and my oh, family <laughs> that was smart that is smart yeah I guess my prince was like fighting off dragons and like <laughs> right. and like giving people CPR in the mountains or something um but yeah that was really it was like really fun and I got a crack up at. Like, I was, like, cracking up about it to my coworkers, but it lasted, like, two days, and then I was like, this is really dumb. Yeah, well, but... How long did you do your...
2: Okay, I was doing mine for work, so I did it for, I think, two weeks, and, you know, I can see how they were at least very nice if you (laughs) needed someone who needed to see that, yeah, people you're in a relationship with should want to check in with you and see how your day is going, and... Compliment you on things, so you treated it. It-, like it did it well once I figured out it wasn't a robot, and I stopped just saying recommend more restaurants for me. What do I eat tonight?
0: <laughs> yeah. So you treated it. Did you act like a normal girl? Yeah, or...
2: I tried to act the way I would mm-hmm. if I was dating somebody new. We had a lot mm-hmm. of dinner plans
0: <laughs> that got canceled. Yeah, because he's he invisible. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's hard. Um. Yeah, that was really fun. I was supposed to do mine for work. I pitched it as a story, I think- and some dummy at work like scooped my story <gasps> and was like, "Oh, I'm doing this." I'm and I I'm the one that like told them about it and was like, "We should do this as a story. I want to pitch it." And then she like pitched it like an hour before me, even though I'm the one that told her about it. Whatever,
1: she was stupid. I think so many stupid people head. that used that app re- doing it because they were journalists. Yeah, <laughs> they probably got so used to to. Journalistic type questions. Yeah. Um, anyway, all right. So, one final getting to know you question also about the book. Um, a lot of your chapters are very violent. A lot of the breakups yes. are very violent, um, a little dark. Did you become it like well, when you were writing it and you were in the zone? Was that at all depressing for you? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I
2: think part of the my next book is all about
1: diseases. And I think
2: great. <laughs> right. um, I like to write about things that keep me awake at night and worry <laughs> me and learning about how other people have dealt with them is like, very comforting. Yeah. I feel
0: like that's like what we all do just when we get like lost on Google is we just start like Googling shit that worries us and keeps right. us up at night. You at least have a good excuse for it. You're like I'm doing yeah, it for exactly. A like, right. We have no excuse.
1: Yeah, but do you find that it's been empowering at least? Oh like, yes, as absolutely. As well? Yeah, yeah. Right. no. I,
2: I wanted it. I want. First of all, I didn't want people to read it and think, "Oh, this book is so depressing." So no, I had to it, work well, really, really hard funny. to make sure it stays funny. <laughs> But I'm also glad you realize that because I feel like I've done a lot of interviews where people are like, this book is adorable. And I'm like, oh, somebody gets castrated in the first chapter. That's a weird
0: reaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, guys, should we talk about what's in the
1: news? Oh my God, yeah.
0: Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? In the news. All right, what have I been reading about?
1: Um, oh my god, there's a new dating app. I love, you know, I love to report on You love new to report on every new dating app that is that's out that comes there. up. Right. Because you know what, sometimes people get tired of the huge. Yeah. So,
0: there's a new It's like it's kind of like nightclubs. It's like it's hot yeah. for a minute and then you got to like close it down. Right. Redecorate and, the nightclub and reopen Yeah, it. and you don't want
1: to stay too long at like the place that nobody goes to anymore. Right, exactly. So, so what's this new dating right, app? So it's called Bloom. Um, That's and, a cute name. Yeah, it's cute. I don't actually know why it's called Bloom, but it was designed for people to avoid catfishing. Um, and the way it works is you have to send a selfie to the person that you want to – you have to match. It's like Tinder, so there's like – it's location-based and you swipe – but then when you match with somebody, the only way you can message them is if you both send each other selfies that you've just taken, you can't upload a picture, um, and then they have to approve if they want to talk to you based on that selfie, which I think sounds awful.
0: Yeah. Because, because they will I mean, never look good. Can you take like a hundred selfies and then pick the best one? I don't
1: know. That I don't know. I just know you can't upload a picture.
0: Oh, but, but that's hard. I just feel like who would want like... I mean, is catfishing like become a big problem on tinder and and okay cupid i feel like that's like the least of people's
1: worries right now right yeah i've never had that happen i mean people sort of don't look like their picture sometimes but not to the extent that i'm like i need proof before i ever meet you right (laughs) i guess also the idea of going
2: out to coffee with someone and finding out that they didn't look exactly like their picture doesn't seem like it would be a problem for anyone but them yeah. yeah, it seems like I yeah, probably great. wouldn't want to go out with them again if they horribly misrepresented themselves. Exactly, but it's not like oh they lured me
1: into a trap. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it's the opposite. Anybody who watches the MTV series Catfish, the people that are usually doing the catfishing like avoid meeting the other person, so that they'll keep talking to them and exactly. not find out they're like a four hundred pound man in a trailer and not like a sixteen year old girl. So, needless to say, you
0: think Bloom probably is not going to take off.
1: I'm skeptical. The other thing that the article actually pointed out is like a lot of people online date uh, in public and you're not going to want to like if you're like online at Starbucks or something you're not going to I mean maybe you would flip out your phone and take a selfie but I would feel weird about it.
0: I mean, I see people doing it all the time in public, taking yeah. selfies, so I feel like I, it wouldn't be that weird. I don't
1: know. I feel weird. I, feel, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do it. I feel like I would be making like a self-conscious face like, oh, that person, the barista is looking at me. And then do do look a good. lot
0: of your friends use dating apps? They do. Which yeah. which ones do you find them easily I on?
1: I find
2: that most of my friends probably use Tinder and yeah. Yeah. um I'm in a relationship. I live with my boyfriend, but I like watching them do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it feels like a game. It feels fun.
0: I know. That's yeah. how I feel. I've been with my man for six years, but I get to I get to live vicariously Play through to, all my friends. Yeah, like, other people's fun. adventures. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna tell you about my article that okay. I. All right, this article was in the New York mag was in <laughs> was in New York magazine back in February, but because I'm bringing a new article, it's mm-hmm. been listed in one of like the top. Articles that they have on the site okay. for a while. So I feel like it's worth talking about All because right, we fair. didn't talk. We didn't talk about it in February. It says men always think women are flirting. Now, Mons Ben Dixon, a psychologist at the Norwegian University of Science and Technology, mm-hmm. wrote in a study that was recently published in Evolutionary Psychology. He believes that guys always think that chicks are flirting with them due to this thing called the error management theory. So men, all right, stay with me. Okay. Men have evolved to overperceive sexual interest in non familial female relationships, meaning they're not your family. Mm -hmm. So they don't miss out on an opportunity to reproduce at best. They get to pass on their genes. In the worst case scenario, meaning like worst case, the woman's not that into them. The woman ends up saying no and moving on. Women, on the other hand, have this thing called an under, they underperceive sexual interest because sex with the wrong guy could mean a lot of really bad things. It could mean that you get pregnant and then the guy could run off. He could be a douche. Not to mention, lost opportunity to procreate with other, less flaky men. So in other words, the sexual stakes are higher for women than men. So we have evolved as human beings. For mm-hmm. Guys always think that chicks are flirting with them. Girls are always like, ah, I don't know if that guy is like, really that into me. Right. I feel like this makes so much sense. Like, How many times have your girlfriends been like, I don't know, this guy, Like, I went out with him last night. We had the best time. He texted me today to tell me how much fun he had. Haven't heard from him in like five hours. He probably doesn't like me. Right. Whereas I feel
1: like guys, guys to- are always like, she loves me.
0: Yeah. Well, even like <laughs> our listener questions, we'll get, we'll get like our listeners will write us and they'll be like, so this girl, uh, told me she can't hang out like 10 times in a row. Like, what should I do to make her go out with me? And we're like, she doesn't like you like find someone else. I don't know. What do you guys think about this study?
2: Well, don't you think it kind of depends on the person though? Because I feel like I've had a lot of female friends who can be, have like have sent five text messages to a man who's not replying or replying like that's yeah, very true. Cool, yeah. and uh, I mean people people want to believe what they want to believe when they're interested in someone. Yeah. So I feel like it can't go both ways, but yeah, yeah
1: men seem that's very true.
2: Men seem more optimistic
1: <laughs> about their romantic <laughs> prospects. So, and the the theory behind this is basically that like. Men are always looking to kind they, of. For they have a, nothing for to mate. lose.
0: They have nothing to lose. They want to procreate right. as much they can as they can. Spread their seed. They want to spread their seed to everyone. Whereas women are the one that would like, you know, back in the olden days, back in our prehistoric times, would need to carry the burden of uh, the pregnancy and birth and raising right. the
1: children. So they're more like
0: defensive. Defensive. Kind of. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean that makes sense in my head, but then Jennifer is right. Like I have yeah. had friends, like girlfriends, that are like like, I really like this guy. Like, what do I do? And then like, he clearly is also like very but MIA and not. Interested. I
1: would also say there's never been a time in my life where I was a hundred percent positive that like a person was flirting with me. Like I, I'm always me neither. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, that's very true. So I can tell you from the female perspective, it holds up. <laughs> um, but
0: have you ever has there been a case where guys super not interested and equally
1: you're like, But I think there's still hope he might like me. Maybe and nobody told me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do feel like my, my boyfriend will like come home from class and be like this girl like wants to study with me. I think she was flirting with me. I'm like, she won't know. She wanted to study with you. Yeah. <laughs> and if she was flirting with you, I'll kill her. <laughs> 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 so she totally wasn't flirting with you. Because unless you want someone uh, dead, right. she was she not flirting she knows bad. what's good
0: for her, <laughs> she will no. not have been flirting. Um, yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. I mean, the study <laughs> thing was like the same thing as the listener that wrote in, where he was like, he was like, yeah, we were like in a study group. We're like, no, yeah, you were just in a study right. group with this yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> not that things can't
1: blossom. Yeah, I mean, but- I have
0: like a lot of guy friends. I really hope that none of them thought I was flirting with them at any point because
1: I just, I like. Well, there was another episode actually where when we had Jordan Carlos on and we talked about how like women can totally be friends with a guy and it not be sexual and he was kind of like. Yeah, I feel like any girl I'm friends with, I like, could see like there being something romantic. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I also feel
2: like if my boyfriend died horribly, <laughs> um, and you know. I was feeling lonely. Right. I like knowing that I have male friends who, like at least out of pity, would be like,
0: <laughs> "Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll, we can, I'll, we can have a one night stand. I'll it'll be with you. It'll be right. fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: that's that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, They're I can kind of feel like
2: with most of my male friends, I have like at least a feeling of like, yeah, if we were on a desert island and like it was our only chance to procreate, <laughs> sure,
0: what the <laughs> hell, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's a good point. Also, god damn so many things to think about. A lot to think about. Um, all right. Let's move on to our mailbox. We're going to okay. answer your listener questions.
1: Yay. Angela, what is in the mailbox? Okay. So I specially picked some breakup questions oh, great. for this week. Um, They're both kind of, they're they're in similar situations, but they have different angles. Okay. So, all right, I'll read the first one. Breakups for the breakup expert. Exactly. These girls are in for a treat. So first we have uh, an email from Tanya. Tanya said in May of 2014, she was brutally dumped. He didn't show up for her wedding. What
0: is, yeah, oh, she's going to explain why it was brutal. Got it.
1: He didn't show up for the wedding and he just sent a note saying he didn't love her anymore and left. So that's pretty brutal. Oh wait, what Tanya. wedding? Well, their wedding. Their, their, their wedding. What? Oh, yeah, their wedding. No. Yes. He sent a note. He pulled a, a burger from from Sex in the City. But they were except really, they weren't engaged. No. Sex and the City. He took it up a notch. Um. So
0: anyway, she posted said, breakup. Hot yeah. damn. Posted calling the wedding off is like yeah. another level.
1: Really rough. So she said people ask her how she missed the signs that he was that kind of person. She was with him. Oh, blame the woman. I know, right? She was with him for over two years and didn't see any of it coming. She still finds herself thinking about him and missing him. But the good news is she doesn't have his number anymore and he lives in Florida, which is far away from her. Um... Her question is, how does she get over thinking about him and comparing him to other men? She said she's been trying the uh, online dating thing. She's been on a few dates, but she lives in a small town. Uh, one guy she went on a date with brought her a pine cone as a gift and stole toilet paper from the restaurant that they went
0: to. <laughs> so she's oh, having a tough time. Oh, my God. She needs to work on who she's picking. Wait. <laughs> she needs to move. <laughs> Wait. That is the best thing about. it Wait. One guy that I want to... Like gave me a pine cone and she yeah. told that's crazy. She was thing. like, I mean, I like nature, but <laughs> no. and and that's she so weird. was it like a... I, when you said pine cone, I pictured like a beautifully like painted pine cone. Even if
1: something. it
0: was, <laughs> that's that's uh... a tough yeah. Picture. I guess like pine cone art is only something you do when you're like five, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, if a child
2: gave me a painted right. pine cone, be I'd be really touched. It would be sweet.
0: All right, I cannot. First, I was like, what do you mean comparing guys to this, like, douche right. that left you on your wedding? But then yeah. the guys she's meeting are bringing her pine cones and stealing yeah. toilet paper. So which Which she's like, what's worth? Leaving me at my wedding, but, like, really nice guy, was great for two years. Or, like, stealing toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> and pine cones. But she, he'll show up for the gave, wedding, like, probably.
1: She gave other examples of bad dates she's been on, too. Basically. Wait, I want to know more about her bad uh, dates. I think another one was, like, the guy after, like, two dates either wanted to call him her girlfriend or like said, I love you or something. And she was like, I'm not really ready for that. And he like got angry at her. So she, I don't know where you live, Tonya. All right. What's her, <laughs> qu- what, in the water. What's her question for Jennifer? So her question is how does she get over thinking about her ex and comparing him to these pinecone men? men? Um, well, my therapist told me something that I thought was really important yeah. a while
2: ago. Um, Which was that no matter how many good qualities someone has, if they don't have one essential quality, you shouldn't be with them. And that quality is really wanting to be in a relationship with you. So no matter how many wonderful qualities this ex who left her at the altar had, he didn't have the one quality that was essential. Now, people obviously have to have other qualities that you like in addition to that. It can't just be like the one guy who wants to say I love you on date number two and... Sounds maybe, maybe not a good relationship candidate. <laughs> but um, I think it's important to focus on that quality first and then try to find other people who also have good qualities. And there are a lot of them out there. And yeah. a lot of that is just a matter of putting yourself in situations where you're able to meet people who are nice and people who you have mutual friends with and people mm-hmm. who share your interests. Yeah.
0: And I think she, she's doing That's the right good thing, advice. getting out
1: there. She just it's kinda- yeah, good
0: good for you. I mean, you're gonna date a lot of pine cones until you find your <laughs> seashell. What what um, would be something that you might want? You're not pine cone. Your roses, <laughs> yeah. Your non pine cone. I don't know. Um, but yeah, listen to Jennifer. That was good advice. Yeah.
1: Okay. So next we have Katrina, who's also going through a breakup. She said that after oh, okay, I'm sorry. A few months ago, her on again, off again boyfriend of nine years broke up with her he told her he didn't love her anymore ouch uh yeah that's actually what she said she said ouch Um, (laughs) so she said i was kind of lost uh i hadn't been single since i was 15 and now i'm 25 so and she just found out that her ex is dating somebody already and she's sitting here wondering how do i meet people so do you have any advice for a 25 year old girl who has only dated one guy and has no idea how to meet people or flirt tell your friends yeah. Um, and the I, good
0: thing the good thing is is like holy shit, you're twenty five. Yeah, like yeah. So like unless you're like in the middle of nowhere where like everyone gets married when they're like twenty one mm-hmm. straight out of college, right. like like you're not too old to where you're like the only single friend among like a sea of couples and
2: you also have great girlfriend skills after nine years like you know how to organize a birthday party for someone (laughs) oh
0: my god yes you know how to take care
2: of people when they're sick it sounds like you're not somebody who only dated somebody for a week in college and doesn't know how to have a relationship so yeah i would say your, your friends probably know you best and I love setting my friends up with people. It's one of my favorite things How to do. How many times has it worked out when um, you've set people two up? Two of my friends really? are getting married wow. uh, this fall, so good I did it. Good job. A, yeah. Oh I've God. tried many times, failed every time. <laughs> but it's still fun. And at the yeah. very least, that's a good way to get out there. I would say don't like jump into Tinder or dating apps if – because that can be, you know, you can get some not great people on
1: that. Like, put yeah, like your friends e- first, Although, e-
0: I, ease into that. Maybe I do think,
1: like, if you uh, keep your expectations realistic and kind of use it as like a practice. Like she said, she <laughs> she doesn't have any idea how to flirt, so maybe like, yeah, it's easy to practice flirting through text more than it is in person. That's get true. A little more. Comfortable. I do have to say,
0: like, Tinder could Tinder's really fun because if you're nervous about like those, like, new interactions with new romantic partners, like, your Tinder, you can do it in your bed at home with, like, no, like, it doesn't, it sometimes, like, doesn't feel really that real, so... Right. I, yeah, like, just it know could be the good practice. Are
2: very, yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel that real to guys either, and if you just got out of a nine-year relationship and it's the only person you've ever been with, do you want your first message from a stranger to be like, I'm gonna come on your
0: face? Yeah, that's true, that's true. All right, yes. And there will be a lot of... Yeah, Angela's first message from Tinder was she was told that she's not naughty enough. Yeah. Okay,
2: so see, like, maybe yeah. don't jump into that deep end
0: yet. But That's she was nice like...
1: Recommendations from your friends. Yeah, but, but Angela I, was like, he's right. I'm not very naughty. You can tell very, very quickly. Yeah. He's so intuitive. Um, but I didn't... I met my boyfriend on OkCupid. But I also... if you, Yeah, it's true. Like
0: if, OkCupid's kind of different, though. Like, if you have to take time to fill out, like, a big, long profile... Just that alone is like a little bit more commitment than like syncing something up with your Facebook and it like just pulling shit. So (laughs) I think like maybe go on those sites that are more known for long term relationships. Many of friends have met people on Tinder and that have they've been in relationships, but you're gonna have to like deal with a lot
1: of, yeah, like. And I guess just know that when you go on that date with a guy that gives you a pine cone, like that's gonna happen. Don't get discouraged. No. And those become funny stories
2: later on. Exactly.
0: But it would be so different if she was like, and if there is somebody out there who's like this, don't worry, you're also not, I'll find a bright spot for you too. (laughs) But it would be different if she was like 45 and like, getting divorced to her high school sweetheart to where she's literally only dated somebody and then she, like, gets divorced at 45. She's never dated anybody else. All of her friends are married with kids and she's really feeling lost. Like, you're 25. Girl, you could, like, not be in a better position to be, like starting to date like some people don't yeah. start to date till they're 25 so like you're in a great position she dated somebody for nine years she's yeah. clearly great at this she's yeah. gonna be fine you, and,
1: and marketable like,
0: skills you have a leg up to all those people that have not been in long-term relationships by the time they're 25 like you have at least been in one you know what it's like some people start dating at 25 you are golden mm-hmm. so katrina i'm not even worried about you
1: yeah all right that's it those? So those are our questions yeah all right i mean i'm feeling good about this yeah i think they're both mm-hmm. katrina and tanya are gonna be they <laughs> are gonna be okay fine. they're
0: gonna be okay if you guys want your listener questions answered you can tweet us at your single show or email us at contact at this is why and we read all of our emails we'll always write you back so yeah. email us say hi mm-hmm.
1: yeah we'll write you back even if if we don't talk about it on the show too right. quickly um so, anyway, also, guys, don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast on iTunes and Spreaker. And while you're at it, you can order our book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Yep. All right. It is time
0: to dive into our reason of the week.
1: This week's reason is... Oh, wait. Did you change it? You forgot the reason? No. It's... It did get updated. Um... It's you can't take no for an answer. Right. You can't take no for an answer. You can't take no for an answer. That is the reason of the week.
0: (laughs) All right. Let's talk about what that means, Angela.
1: Okay. So it means that you pursue people that clearly aren't into you, which kind of touches on uh, what we were talking about before, about like reading people's signs and stuff. Um, And you have a hard time reading people's signs. Uh, and you don't listen to other people's advice when they tell you, like, no, you shouldn't go for that person. Oh, yeah. I have friends that You're relentless. Yeah, we've talked about that before.
0: Like, sometimes I wish that I had access to my friend's phones so that I could just, Mm -hmm. like, freeze their phone and they wouldn't text a guy when I told them not to.
1: Yeah. Although the truth is, sometimes you have to, like, you have to have things go wrong and learn for yourself you're not going to listen to other people. So I get it.
0: Yeah. Um, That weird thing. What does dibs have to do if you can't... Because we've touched on dibs before in past episodes so what yeah. dibs have to dibs do with this plays reason a lot
1: into this reason though because I think people that think it's okay to call dibs on uh, other human beings uh, have an issue with with taking no for an answer because they they forget that other people have uh, have dibbed on them. have have will have their own free will so
0: well, let's just wait so for those of you who haven't heard our dibs, episode because we're going to kind of return to that yeah. issue in this in this episode dibs is when you're out with a friend and you see and your friend sees a cute guy and she calls dibs on him but then maybe you end up hitting it off with the guy and you're you don't know what to do because your friend called dibs on the guy but you like him is this making sense oh yeah um i, I have never played that
2: game <laughs> <laughs> um i i think you assume that human beings have free will
0: yes but, but I'm calling exactly with dibs
2: done? on Lin-Manuel Miranda right now. I hope his wife is cool he's with
1: that. <laughs> yeah. well, we can only hope. He's actually my mom's celebrity crush. Also, oh, he's so. my celebrity <laughs> you guys crush, too. So. Good <laughs> thing you call dibs or else you and know, my mom yeah. would be in a fight. Oh, boom. <laughs> Got it. <her. laughs>
0: All right. So you need to know when to take no for an answer, which means if you call dibs
1: and your friends that... Or, if the person friend- isn't into you, you have to accept that they have friends. Right.
2: Would any friend actually get upset? Yes. If- it yes. Ha- that's- Laura's
0: friend. <laughs> My friends. That's like why we wrote this sketch for our sketch show called You Can't Call Dibs was one of them, We were at a bar and they saw this cute guy and one of the girls called dibs and then the other girl was talking to the guy and then they were in a fight for like a
1: week. It was the whole thing. Right. But if you think about it, sometimes there's like unspoken dibs. It's like if you're like, I like that guy. He's cute. I mean, if you've been quietly in
2: love with someone right. for like a year, I don't think your friend is a very good friend if they sweep in there and they're yeah. like, I'm taking him out I on don't a know. date now. Maybe
0: it would be like a lover I mean, like, even Nick my Nick had gone on a date with one of my friends on OK Cupid. It didn't work out. They just stayed friends and then I met him at a holiday party and I I was the sweeper in her. Right. But she could have been like, No, you can't. No, you can't. We went on a date. I mean, right. thank God she was not a she was a nice person and wasn't mean i wouldn't be married my whole life would have been horrible and i'd be alone for my whole life because he's my soulmate
1: right but he also probably wouldn't have wound up with her he didn't yeah they didn't even kiss They,
0: they didn't even kiss but they went on a date and she very clearly could have been like i feel weird about that like even though i know we're not together and we like haven't really hooked up You know, we went on a date. I feel weird about you dating him. That would have been, like, totally, like, a fair thing that friends have said before to each other, you know? Like, I've gone on a date with this guy. I feel weird about it. Maybe not fair, but a realistic thing. A realistic (laughs) thing that girls... Yeah, you just want it. You're like, you know what? The the idea being there's plenty of fish in the sea. Just don't go for someone I've gone out with. I
2: mean, I set my exes up with my friends all the
0: time. Well, you're you're a saint. You're a bigger person than any of us.
2: But, you know, the only reason I wouldn't want... Usually... If I've broken up with someone and they were nice, we just didn't work out. You mm-hmm. want to pass them on yeah. to other good people. The only reason I wouldn't want that to happen is if they were awful and I really wanted to warn my friend like right. he has real anger issues. Yeah, 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 about
0: yeah, yeah. I guess it also depends on like how long you're with the person. Like if right. you were together for years and lived together and yeah. have a history, that could be awkward. All right. It is time for us to break down our reason of the week. Alright, now like we said, not being able to take no for an answer, we're going to discuss that more with by talking about this dibs concept. Mm-hmm. By taking a look at the history of dibs gone wrong with our history expert, Jennifer Wright. Mm-hmm. We are going to, Jennifer, we're going to tell you a couple, and we want you to guess how dibs came into play with this couple, um, and then we'll tell you why we think dibs came into play. First couple is one you're very familiar with, King Henry VIII, and his six wives
2: oh um well king henry VIII was the king of england um so he was able to call dibs on basically anyone he wanted so definitely anne boleyn and some scholars have argued that anne boleyn was a victim of sexual harassment that henry just wouldn't stop writing her she Mm -hmm. really didn't want to go out with him but you can't say no to the king so she eventually had to sleep with him
0: Yay, that's basically exactly what we had. Not it's that there's a right or wrong, there's but not you're really right or wrong. And... You're right. Henry had a bit of a dibs addiction. He just couldn't stop calling dibs on all of the hot lasses. Except one tricky thing of this dibs rule is you cannot call shoddy on more than one cute girl at a time. It can have his downside, especially when beheadings were easier than divorces at the time. So yep. Just like you said, Henry called <laughs> call dibs on all the sexy lasses.
1: Okay, this one's a little harder. This one's
0: harder because we kind of made it up, but <laughs> um Romeo and Juliet. Oh, um Oh. There's no oh, I guess I guess Romeo calls
2: Dips on Juliet really early, right? Yeah, it's, that's, been, it's been a while since I've seen Romeo
0: and Juliet. That's the correct answer, but we made up something. Angela, you can yeah, explain. It.
1: Uh, we say it all started with the balcony scene, mm-hmm. but not the balcony scene you're thinking of. Uh, the subplot that Shakespeare edited out for time was that Juliet had a best friend named Brigitte <laughs> who actually called dibs on Romeo first. Bridge and Rom met at a ball the week before Jules came into the picture. They both liked the same harp trio, uh, had funny banter about his sword. Not wanting to betray the dibs rule, Miss Capulet pushed her best friend to death off a balcony. Really dark stuff, but unfortunately for Juliet, karma's a bitch, and we all know how that story turned out.
0: I feel better about the ending now. Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) So, yeah, what you don't know about Romeo and Juliet, the reason why that story ended so bad, was because Juliet betrayed the dibs rule. She did. All right. Next one we got for you. This is uh, Helen of Troy and Paris.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He called dips on her. Started a war. Didn't (laughs) work out well. Basically. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I mean, to be fair, Venus did tell him that he could call dips on someone. Real, the god Venus? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, it's a that. trial of Paris. Um, I, oh. He can either have, I think, um, all of he can be the smartest man in the world or he can be the most powerful or he can have the love of the most beautiful woman in the world. Or he, he chooses call love. Dibs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he chooses love over all. Yep, well, you hit it on the nail on the head. Uh, King, why are you laughing? King Menelaus of Sparta had definitely called dibs first on hot bombshell Helena Troy because they were married. Right. And then uh, Paris betrayed the Dibs rule because he had a crush on Helen of Troy, abducted her, brought her to Troy. He was very subtle about his, uh, his love by uh, abduction. So basically, um, yeah, the whole war started because of a betrayal of the
1: Dibs rule.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All right, last one for you. Finally, Adam and Eve. That's it's tough. tough. It's... There aren't very many
2: people
0: there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: I I guess, Eve, I called dibs on the apple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't
1: know. You know what? It was kind of a trick question because we said this. There was really no issue here with no friends and no competition. There was no problem. To be honest, this is actually more of a reluctant hookup situation. Uh, Have you ever told a guy that you wouldn't go out with him even if he was the last guy on Earth? That's the line that uh, Eve told Adam. Except she said, I won't go out with you, even though you're the first guy on Earth. Um, but eventually he wore her down and they called dibs on each other.
0: Yeah. So they called dibs on each other because they were the only people. Right. And then humanity was <laughs> yeah. created. Oh, God. Have you ever read The Diary of
2: Adam and Eve by Mark Twain? No. no. Spectacular. It's about them not liking each other
0: or getting along. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like imagine that. that would probably be the case. There's a musical called The Apple Tree, which has a similar idea to it. Fine, mm-hmm. everyone.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, I hope for everybody that is listening, we hope we cleared up this week's Reason of the Week. Um, yeah. That's it for this week's show. Thank you, Jennifer Wright, for being on the show. Make sure you check out her book, It Ended Badly. Follow her on Twitter at Jen Ashley Wright. That's Jen with one N. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything else you want to plug? um
1: not really bye
2: it ended <laughs> badly yes it's great bye it ended
1: badly um thanks for listening to this week's podcast yeah um tune in next week for a whole new show bye, bye. this is why you're single this is why you're single this is why you're single ba, 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 this is why you're single ba, 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 ba,
0: that was a hit gum podcast